It's time to discover your home's potential with Chris Kramer, Joel Graber, and Rob Perrottini on Measure Twice. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Measure Twice here on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel, Measure Twice, where we help you envision your home's potential. I've got uh, Joel Graber from Graber Custom Remodeling, Chris Kramer from C. Kramer Interiors. I'm Casey Hendrickson. want to thank our sponsors real quick. Miller's Building Supply, where service is priority since 1982 and online at millersbuildingsupply.com. And, of course, Hoosier Hardwood. Hoosier Hardwood Floors, Michiana's trusted and valued experts on hardwood floors. You can visit them online at, at uh, hoosierhardwoodfloors.com. And, as always, if you have any questions, you can email us at mtwice. Uh, excuse me, questions at mtwiceshow.com, or you can visit us on the website and just click on the Contact Us page. So this was interesting because uh, we were talking about what we are going to discuss today, and Joel kind of sent me a link. And we're kind of perusing through some of the. I think you got like a chart in front of you, like a big old yeah. poster. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and and this poster now kind of explain this. So this came out of of which magazine? Uh, remodeling magazine, and they do a serve. Well, they do a study every year, a cost to value report. Okay. So what's a cost to value report? So the cost to value is for they they do a study of between 100 and 150 marketplaces in the United States. Okay. And they'll take the average cost of a project. And what they'll do is they'll, they'll take the identical project, so the same material, same man hours, everything's the same, and then, you know, same square footage, everything. And then what is the cost of that project in each in each uh, marketplace, okay, and then they'll get a they'll get a survey from realtors on if that project if that house was to be sold within a year of the project being completed, what would the value be the total value be? Okay, on resale for the house after that project's done, and then they also there's a there's a they average out um, uh, what else was it? Well, that's I, that's basically okay, I mean, it. That's yeah, base, it basically. basically. All right, what's the project so, going to cost right. you? And then, and then what, what's, what's your return the on investment yep. going to be yeah. for your region? You know? Right. Because obviously different things are going to be more valuable in different areas. Yeah. So I'm looking at the one on the website, and I think Evansville, Indiana is probably the closest to us. Well, there's a Fort Wayne. They also have Chicago, but Chicago's not the yeah, same. Yeah, I don't know really. that you can compare Chicago to Michiana necessarily, but... Um, so as as you guys were kind of perusing through it, because I noticed that Chris, you noticed that there was a, a couple of things in there that kind of surprised you, yeah, and kind of talk about some of that stuff. The uh, well, I mean, you had okay, you specifically mentioned you mentioned want Chris some, to you want Chris to talk. He I looks mean, so surprised. He's like, what? I I'm did supposed but, to show up. I did. He's like, hey, wait a minute. It's like, hey, we weren't supposed to work <laughs> today. You're the guy first. that changed the schedule on. I didn't raise my hand. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call on me. So you said something about what a manufactured stone <laughs> veneer. Well, I mean, thought that was a little surprising. Well, yeah, I mean, there are some things on here that are like you. I would say for the average consumer would be not even on the radar, like garage door. I mean, that was that's always a surprise to me how much you recoup on a garage. Door. Yeah, we kind of talked about that the past couple of weeks too. Huge, um, huge value. Well, for you know, I was I, I was reading through the article that comes with it, and they were saying that in more than fifty percent of the marketplaces that they surveyed, the garage door actually gives over a hundred percent return on investment. 
so in over half the country, it's over a hundred percent return. Right. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that that just surprises me because you don't think of your garage door as no, we yeah, recouping that you would recoup. Yeah, we, over we've 100%. talked about this too. Is that just because it's got like the the curb appeal value it's, too? It, a lot, yeah. yeah, a lot of it has to do with curb appeal. Wow, and that's the, nuts. the 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 three or four highest return on value are well, the garage door, the veneer stone, and a deck and decks. Those things all add curb appeal. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, they, one of the things that they were saying is the average for replacement. Stuff so windows, roof, siding, garage doors, doors, those things have a seventy-six percent rate of return mm-hmm. all across the board. And then for remodeling projects, it's like fifty-seven percent rate of return. So there's a big difference in that, and and typically that's attributed to a couple things. One is curb appeal, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. The other thing is is when you're going to sell a house, people want stuff that's not that's broken, quote unquote, to be fixed. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. And the the other thing is is you know everybody's taste is a little bit different. So if you're doing a kitchen remodel, somebody buying your house, their taste might be just just a little bit different than what yours is. So maybe they don't like the faucet you put in the kitchen or something like that. You know? Wow. Or the finish of the cabinets. Yeah. Or, or yeah. Or the, or whatever, because that's what surprised me the most is the bathroom and kitchen. We always think you're going to get the highest return out of those. They're actually some of the lower returns. Well, and another thing I think would be attribute to that is what we talked about previously is the cost of materials and labor now, because it's going to be a higher cost of materials for a lot of the stuff that you're doing in a a major remodel. Yeah, and we kind of talked about that's up five yeah. to three percent, three to five percent over the 2017 and it's going to and that was before the hurricanes and the fires that was before all the disasters and everything yeah. else is going into those those things yeah so like some of this stuff just in our region uh, give people kind of an idea uh like uh, a, a backyard patio can get you 44 ballpark 44 45% um return on investment figure it'll cost you about 55 grand or so for and, a patio i i yeah and i'm Wow. I'm, I'm, look, I'm from the desert where you do pavers. You know, it's like there isn't a patio. You just do pavers, and so it doesn't cost you all that much, and it takes you a few hours in the afternoon. Fifty-five grand or fifty-five hundred. Fifty-five, fifty-four thousand one hundred and thirty dollars. Yeah. Boy, that's an upscale uh, patio. patio. I mean, I'm yeah. It's I mean, that's yeah. That's the that's the low end number, um, and that you you're expected to get what like a forty-seven percent on the fifty-four thousand number, like a forty-seven percent rate of return. If you have a bathroom addition. Uh, job costs can be between forty-four and eighty eighty-six thousand dollars. And what's interesting about this, and maybe this could help some people who are looking at doing some remodels, is when you look at the percentage of the rate of return, uh, you actually get a higher um, cost recouped on a for the mid-range bathroom addition by going with the lower end construction. So, like, if you spend forty-four thousand, you get almost a sixty percent return. If you spend eighty-six thousand, you get a fifty-one percent return. Well, it's the same thing in the kitchen. If yeah. you did a minor kitchen remodel, uh, that's twenty-one thousand dollars. Your rate of return is eighty-one percent versus wow. And that's for a mid-range bathroom. You go upscale, it flips a little bit. This is yeah. yeah this is for minor. I mean, that's yeah. <laughs> well. That's I mean, and there, there again, I think that goes to taste, right? You know. So if I you you. And and yeah. So if you're if you if you do something, you sell within the year. 
maybe somebody doesn't like the tub that you put in or the countertop or whatever it is that you've chosen in the kitchen in the in the bathroom <laughs> i don't know i mean there's some crazy stuff out there right now the mid-range bathroom remodel can get you up to a 70 for about a twenty thousand dollar cost nineteen twenty thousand dollar cost can get you up to a 70 percent return um so that's again that's a mid-range remodel uh, but th- I think the deck was very interesting because Chris kind of brought up the deck and how surprised he was on the deck. So they've got they've got your mid range and your upscales and stuff like that. But they have composite versus actual wood, mm-hmm. and we've kind of talked about this before and and how the composites can really help with the weather and and that sort of thing. So a deck edition, and again, this is for our region of the country. Okay, uh, deck edition composite figure it'll cost you seventeen to eighteen thousand dollars, and you can get between a fifty nine and sixty three percent rate of return. Wood, wood will cost you between eleven and yeah, right about eleven thousand. So between like uh, ten nine and eleven two, and you're going to get an eighty two to eighty three percent return on doing real wood. So it'll cost you less, but you get more value out of it in, in this region. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that surprises me. Over composite, because to me, I would I think it, I would think it'd be the other way around because yeah, I would assume the same thing. I mean, we had a whole discussion about doing decks and things like that and, and weatherizing them and, and protecting them. Well, the them thing is, is I mean, that's a deck edition, so it's a deck a, you're putting a deck on that wasn't there so that's just going to add value anyway and then it's the cost of that overall. I yeah. think that that's where the difference is, you know. But again, if you're going to add a deck if you're considering adding a deck and you're going back and forth between wood and composite um, I don't know, just initially as the layman here, I would look at this and go, okay, if you don't want to maintain it and have to deal with that, composite's the way to go. But if you're looking at selling that property really soon, go with wood. Right. Because yeah. it'll cost you less and you'll actually get a higher rate of return for that thing. So that's, again, that all kind of depends on on what you're um, you're looking at doing. And maybe the buyer doesn't even consider uh, the maintenance of that thing until the first year when it turns gray brown and <laughs> right. has right. a bunch of swirls of awful-looking stuff on it. Uh, very interesting. So we'll go over a couple more things uh, on this as well. And, again, this is like a, a cost versus uh, value. What, Remodel.com, I think, did this, right, Joel? Yeah. So we'll continue covering this. And, again, you're listening to Measure Twice here on Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Measure Twice here on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel, Measure Twice, where we help you envision your home's potential. Again, Joel Graber from Graber Custom Remodeling, Chris Kramer from C. Kramer Interiors, and I'm Casey Hendrickson. I want to thank our sponsors, Miller's Building Supply, where service is priority since 1982, and online at millersbuildingsupply.com. And Hoosier Hardwood. Hoosier Hardwood Floors. Michiana's trusted and valued experts on hardwood floors. Visit HoosierHardwoodFloors.com. So uh, remodel Remodeling Magazine has this cost versus value assessment thing. And do they do this every single year, or is this a new thing? No, this is something that's every year. This is interesting because, um, you know, again, me just being kind of new to all of this, it's kind of interesting to see the tools that uh, that you guys use on a regular basis. And we've kind of talked about how the costs of uh, materials are going to be going up this year for mm-hmm. natural reasons. And then, of course, right. you have these disasters and all of this stuff that's being used there, so you have demand as well. And this remodeling thing, um, so you can break it down by region, and it has some common, you know, upgrades, remodeling projects, additions to your home, and that sort of thing. And what you can expect to cost, ballpark, of course, and that's before Chris gets a hold of it, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> and upgrade your design significantly. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then it gives you, like, your, your basic um, estimated resale value and your cost returned and that sort of thing. So... 
they go through, they do the cost of the project, and they talk to realtors and hey, if we were to do this project and then sell it within, he said, within a year. Yeah. Um, you know, what would the rate of return be on these projects? And there's a couple of, you know, very interesting surprises. We just got done talking about the decks because I think, you know, for the, for our region, I would have assumed there would have been a better rate of return on a composite deck than a wood deck, just for maintenance reasons and things like that because of the weather here. Um, we knew that a, a composite deck would cost you more, but a wood deck not only costs less, but you also get a higher rate of return. Uh, very interesting. And we all know it look, it'll look beautiful if you take care of it. It's just, you know, you got to deal with the maintenance and that sort of stuff. Um, we've talked about the, the garage door. The past couple of weeks, I think we've talked about garage yeah. doors, and we're <laughs> consistently surprised at how much. But uh, Joel was just telling us before the last break that in over half of the country, the surveys show that you'll get over 100% return on your garage door investment. Yep. That's nuts. I mean, that's absolutely insane. That's before you even get into the fancy stuff like, hey, we're going to insulate it and make sure that, um, you know, the cold air isn't getting in there for your car or if you're at your shop or something like that. Um, so anyway, yeah, garage door replacement, you know, cost you, what, about 3500 bucks, give you a 98% return on investment. That's – so we're not in that 50%, Joel? That gets over uh, 100%? That was just an average. I don't. I don't know. Okay. In our area, it probably is over a hundred percent. You think so? I would. Yeah, I would. I would venture that guess. Would you? Would it depend on how much you spend? Because here they've got an yeah. an upscaled cost of thirty four hundred, and you can spend five six thousand dollars easily right. on a garage right. door. Yeah. And again, they're just ballparking these numbers. Obviously, yeah. it can it can shift. Uh, we've talked about entry doors too. We did a whole show on doors here recently. And a steel entry door replacement figure, fifteen hundred to two thousand, give you a, a seventy-three to ninety-one percent return on investment on a steel door. On a steel yeah. door, yeah. does it do like? Fi- does it ask? Yeah, it does have fiberglass too. Uh, I'm looking for fiberglass because it says entry door. Well, I steel like a grand entrance fiberglass. The job cost is basically well. This is just a national average. Is eighty-five hundred or eighty-six hundred, mm-hmm. and the uh the value it's a it's a you get a 67%. That's an expensive fiberglass door. Well, it's I I think that's more than just the door because it's got to be side lights and what well, says grand entrance. So Oh, well, oh, okay. okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not, so not there's a, more going not on just there. A door. Than yeah. Just the door. And something else too that's, you know, very common here is as things obviously we just hit this huge cold spell that we're kind of coming out of and now we're heading into another one. Uh, I think it made people keenly aware of the leaks of yeah. cold air into their house, right? I know that I had to go out there and do the poor man's let's seal up some bedrooms and things yeah. like that. Um, so we had cold air just coming into the baby's room. I mean, it was oh, just yeah. nuts. We had to seal everything. Uh, but window replacement. And so for a vinyl uh, window replacement. <laughs> bless you, Joel. Man. Vinyl window replacement. Your job costs ballpark about sixteen grand. they are saying. Uh, and you can get 70 to 74% uh, rate of return. On that, yeah, and then if you go with a wood uh, window replacement, it'll cost you more, and you'll get less on your return. So figure about nineteen to twenty thousand, and you'll have a sixty-seven to seventy percent rate of return on that. So uh, the vinyl window replacement is actually going to cost you less with a higher rate of return versus the the wood. So it's totally opposite for the window as what it is for the deck, right? And that's strange. <laughs> well, and, and I'm wondering if that's because. A wood window requires maintenance, whereas vinyl window requires no maintenance. Wouldn't yeah. the same be for a deck, though? You would think. I mean, <laughs> you would think. I would think that. I, yeah. The least 
the, but you have to put into something, right. the more valuable it would be in your time. Right. And exactly. Because I mean, you're going to be saving in the long run. You don't have to buy all of the stuff. Obviously, the labor and, and then just the headache of doing it. You know, how, right. many, how many years do we all look at stuff and go, I'll get to that next summer? Yeah. And then you never do. Well, and decks, treating a deck is a lot it's trickier a, than... Yeah, it's not exactly easy. Yeah. It's got to be above 55 degrees, can't be in direct sunlight, can't uh, you read, read all the precautions on the standard <laughs> yeah, lots of lots of labor and everything else. Yeah, all those products that are like, yeah, everything has to be pristine. You have to be in a laboratory condition to be able yeah, to read that's your right. deck You cannot right. have moisture. It's like, what? <laughs> uh, what's a universal design bathroom? What is that? A universal... Des- oh, I see to, that here. It has yeah. to do with accessibility. And then it's not, it's... So people with disabilities is what we're talking about? Well, no, a universal design is more of a, I mean, it's definitely more modern looking. Okay. And it's Because they have this, yeah. It's a separate category. And that's why I was just kind of wondering what is... I don't know. There's been a big push over the last couple of years in the trades for universal design, and I'm still not 100% what it is exactly. Okay. So they haven't really figured out what it is either. I don't think so. I've never heard is of it Is this like everybody in the world is going to have the same basic design <laughs> yeah. in their bathroom? Yeah. So it's like NATO with their uh, ammo, so it's universal. Everybody can use the same ammo. That's <laughs> the funny. same magazines and their rifles. And that's, that's funny. Um, all right. At least in the Western world, it's near universal that we have toilets, right? There is, there is that. So I guess we've got universal design going for us. But for some reason, um, it's in here. And it'll cost you sixteen to seventeen thousand with a sixty-one to seventy percent rate of return. Uh, siding is another thing that a lot of people do uh, to yeah. upgrade their home, especially before they're going to sell it, because people don't like looking at jacked-up siding because I think siding scares uh, people. But siding will cost you about fifteen thousand. They're saying that seemed low to me. Is that about average? That's, that's that. Is that vinyl? I'm, it doesn't I, I, say. I'm sure that's vinyl. I mean, it, it just says siding replacement, but I, that would be my guess. I would say that's probably just a little low, but it. I mean, there again, it depends. Low? I, I, I'm, you said that was low for fifteen thousand. You don't think that's low? I think it's high. You th- really? Or I don't know. I mean, I don't. I haven't. I don't pick out siding, but it just seems a little high. <laughs> Chris doesn't do siding. Yeah. Well, it's usually done by the builder. He doesn't do the manufactured stone veneer either. I, I would prefer real stone. Wasn't it say. funny? Like we show it to him, and he's yeah. like, "Oh, manufactured stone veneer. Look at the rate of return on that." And he's like, "But I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I only do real stone. I only do real stone. <laughs> <laughs> What's the real rate of return on that? Yeah. So uh, the siding or the real stone? The real we'll, get, we'll get to the stone. It's coming." <laughs> Uh, but the siding replacement, they're saying it'll cost you about fifteen grand. Uh, and they got two estimates here, but both are in the low fifteens. And you'll get a seventy-four to seventy-seven percent rate of return oh, on yeah. there. Absolutely. Um, and you would assume that that would you know be a pretty significant one. Roof replacement uh, cost you twenty-one grand ballpark. Wow. See, that's high. That's high. You think that's high? That's definitely high. That's way. And it doesn't. High. It doesn't distinguish steel or standard or anything. It's still like high. That. Regardless. Okay. So uh, unless you're doing some sort of slate roof or something. Yeah, that's really high. So yeah, about twenty one grand, and you'll get a yeah sixty six to sixty eight percent rate of return on that one. Uh, then they go with minor kitchen remodel. Minor kitchen remodel is about twenty two thousand. Uh, master suite edition. Uh, they're saying about one hundred twenty five thousand for those of you looking at doing like a full master suite. You know, because a lot of these homes don't really have it. I mean, it. that's that's high too. Well, and this is addition, so I'm assuming that's an add on. Yeah, you're adding on to this. So to you the room you itself. could you could have some structural construction Correct. issues and things that like that. Does seem a little high. It's still high, I think. Uh, they're saying 52 to 56 percent rate of return for a master suite edition. Um, and that was the mid range, by the way. The upscale was 261 grand. 
Manufactured wow. stone veneer. Chris's favorite one. That is the first yes. thing he picked out on this. It was great. <laughs> the manufactured stone veneer will cost you about eighty-two, eighty-three $8,300, and you will get a 91 to a 97% rate of return on that bad boy. But Chris doesn't do stone. It doesn't say what real stone would, would be. Our brick. Or, well, yeah, brick out here would be huge because of the storm stuff during the summer. I'm just, I'm just curious what the rate of return would be if you put brick on your house. Yeah. Wow. See, what else do we well, have to, we'll have we to went contact through, them and ask them to, yeah. uh, to do <laughs> hey, that. Hey, wait a minute. Year. You left some stuff off yeah. here. What's going on? Well, yeah. I mean, I just find it interesting that it's manufactured stone veneer. Is it a cost? I think it's got, I think it's got to do with, I mean, that's a lot of people are doing that. Are they? I think it's easy to get on. Looks better than just having your whatever out there. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> just, I'm just. I'm Chris's just faces are priceless. Could it, could, it, could it be like wallpaper, Chris? Maybe it's come a long way. Uh, well, <laughs> probably, maybe. Okay. I mean. Probably, probably maybe. Probably, maybe. I've, <laughs> I've, seen it, I've seen it used and in, in, in in it looks okay, but. I've, I've priced both, and yeah. there's not that much difference between the natural stone and the concrete. Ah, so that's where you're coming from. So from Chris's perspective, you can get the real stuff for right about the same price, so why wouldn't you? Right. Interesting. Because I've priced, well, this has been a while ago, but it was like 550 a square foot for real okay. stone. And I can't remember what it was for the manufacturer. It's like, why wouldn't you spend that little extra... And just get the real stuff. Because usually when we do stone, it's not it's, it's mixed with brick and other things, so sure. it's not 100% stone, but anyway. And I've been seeing a lot of these, uh, the vinyl stone, site, like people bring them inside, too, and do them for, like, accent walls and things like that. Fireplaces, yeah. accent yeah. walls. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe they're factoring that in, that it can be used inside, outside, yeah. who knows. I mean, I'm not opposed to, to manufacturing. I mean, it's it's all what's in people's budget, I mean, it's what they sure. can afford and what they, and what they want. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right, folks, i got to take a quick time out. You're listening to Measure Twice here on Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Welcome back. Once again, you're listening to Measure Twice here on 95.3 MNC. Measure Twice, where we help you envision your home's potential. We got Joel Graber from Graber Custom Remodeling and C. Kramer. (laughs) See, I did it. There we go. I'm going to pretend that was intentional. Chris Kramer from C. Kramer (laughs) Interiors, and I'm uh, Casey Hendrickson, your moderator here. I want to thank our sponsors, Miller's Building Supply, where service is priority since 1982, and online at millersbuildingsupply.com. And we also have Hoosier Hardwood. Hoosier Hardwood Floors, Michiana's trusted and valued experts on hardwood floors. Visit HoosierHardwoodFloors.com. So one of the things that I kind of noticed on this um, cost versus value assessment from Remodeling.com was that they didn't really go into flooring. And I thought that was a little surprising considering flooring is probably one of the, uh, I would say, bigger projects that bigger and more common projects that people would probably undertake, whether it's carpet, whether it's going with hardwood or composite or that sort of thing. Uh, and there's huge value differences in which flooring you pick. Yeah. I mean, tiles and granites and cork and grass. I just wonder if they skipped it because, again, it's a personal choice. Some people want wood. Some people don't. Some people want carpet. Some people don't. So maybe it's not. Maybe there's too much variation. There's too there? much variation that, there, that well, it's hard to get a kitchens cost. in there. Wouldn't the same thing be be of kitchens too? No, because, or no? no, because as a as a, if you're out looking at a house or as a homeowner, the key they, there's the three key areas typically is bathroom, kitchens. They want to know what kind of you know, windows, roofing. All of those mm-hmm. are expensive 
to replace if you're buying a house that that has inferior roofing or windows or mm-hmm. whatever. But the more updated your house is, the more easier it is to sell. So you can put carpet in a house, and I don't think people look at that as a negative. Right. Okay. So they might look at a hardwood floor as a negative more so than they would carpet. I've, I've ran into that before, too. Okay. Because I prefer the softness of carpet. I don't like the hardwood. There's more work to a hardwood floor. Well, that's not true. It's not true. There's more work to carpet there than there is to Well, hardwood. I mean, you can vacuum that thing all the time. Right. Well, and, and you can dust. Or you don't have to. Or you don't, <laughs> yeah, well, you don't have to. Yeah. But you can dust mop a hardwood floor. But anyway, I'm, I'm wondering if that's why they left that out because it's so. Interesting. Varied. Right. So as professionals in the industries that you guys are in, how does something like this help you guys? Does it help at all? Well, it um, does for me. I mean, you know, th- I, I'll get questions on, I mean, people will, people will want to know, is this worth spending my money on? Based, and really, like the cost of value, I, I, do, I will use it sometimes with people, but it, one of the key things you have to remember is this is based off of the house being sold within within a year a year yeah so the, the project, project is still new yeah right so you know there are other vari- uh, variables that go into like if you're doing a major remodel how how long do you plan on being there um you know a lot of people are wanting to stay in their homes that are a little older and so for them it makes sense to do maybe something major to make it so that they can age you know for aging in place you, you know if it's somebody that they're not sure they're going to be there for more than three to five years. Well, then, yeah, okay, let's let's figure out what what makes sense for your resale and and making sure that you get as much as you can out of that out of that remodel. And that would kind of come up with what we were looking at with the decks is that you know, hey, if you're going to be there long term, maybe go with the composite. Yeah, it's going to cost you a little bit more, but the maintenance is so much less. But if you're looking at selling relatively soon, you can see that the rate of return is much better for wood, right? And your cost is lower. So if you're going to sell, going with the wood deck is actually the better option mm-hmm. um, versus your longevity in, in the house probably being composite just because of the maintenance cost right. and how long it's going to last, that sort of thing. So all of those questions, you know, as a builder, those those are things that you can steer your your customers to. But what about you, Chris, as a designer? Does this f- besides does this factor in? Yeah, besides steering people away from the manufactured stone veneer. <laughs> besides that. <laughs> I don't steer people away unless they are questioning it, but typically. But no, it's the same thing. Really? Because you seem very judgmental. I am very judgmental. <laughs> when it comes to me. When it comes to you. Okay. And me. And Joel. Yeah. Joel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, no, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I have my personal preferences, sure. and, but I also have to work with clients that, you know, it, they're in certain, you know, they, they only want to spend so much money, right. and you want to make it look as good as possible. That's the goal. Well, and then you can, and then you kind of pick and choose. And I guess this kind of goes into you know the big question too, of like what is a designer? And I know that we all like, oh, yeah, a designer is somebody that comes in and, and does this. But if somebody comes to you and says, hey, we're going to do um, our entire kitchen, but this is a definite, we have to have this. This is the top of the list, sort of a thing. And then all of a sudden, some of the other stuff that they want based on their priority. They may not be able to get it exactly the way that they want for the budget, so they've got to either decide to come up a little bit, or they got to figure out how they're going to compromise. And that's where a designer can really help them out, right? Correct. I mean, we do rerun into that all the time. I mean, here's my budget, here's my wish list. Okay. I want a beautiful kitchen. 
well, your budget doesn't quite match yeah. what you're asking me to uh, asking for. So. I have a fifty thousand dollar budget, but the stove that I want is twenty five grand, and right. so make the rest of it look amazing. <laughs> right, and so you kind of work around. Okay, if we spend twenty five hundred dollars, which is your priority because you're a cook and you love to cook, and that sh- that's that range or stove is important to you, then. Maybe we look at a different countertop material, or maybe we look at you know a, a different cabinet. Maybe it's not going to be a custom cabinet. Maybe it'd be semi-custom, uh, where we can get you a nice finished product, but not and stay within your budget without going seventy-five thousand when you only have fifty thousand to spend. Because trust me, it's easy to to go over. It's easier to go over sometimes than it is to stay in budget. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. It seems kind of clear. I can't count how many times. I mean, just you know, even. I think people run into this when they're buying a house too. You know, you, you get like if there's a couple, they each sit down. They always have a different list of what's a priority, right? And then the realtor's got to go out there and figure out what's the priority. And I would assume the same thing happens when you're looking at remodeling. Um, I mean, there are certain areas that will be seated to one of the individuals because they use it. They control that kind of area and that space of the house. Uh, but if we're talking about you know, neutral ground and they have to have a give and take and that sort of thing. One person likes one thing, the other person doesn't like the other, or somebody doesn't see the value in having, you know, a commercial kitchen when they don't have anybody come over. <laughs> so it, it's interesting too because as you're working with a client on projects such as this and they they've suddenly become exposed to something maybe a little more expensive, a little bit better. They could, they appreciate the quality, mm-hmm. and a lot of times they'll go that extra because they've seen they've been able to compare. Okay, this is what is budgetary. This is above my budget, but I like this better. Okay, Cap, whether it's cabinets, whether it's appliances, uh, this is this meets my needs more than this does. So I will spend the extra. So. It's worth it. Now, do you, as a builder, Joel, do you find out that most people stay on budget, go under, or go uh, over? It's, uh, like Chris said, it's hard to stay. Uh, I mean, to go under budget, is that's a rare thing. Staying on budget takes a lot of discipline and a lot of give and take. A lot of communication. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of communication because I've, I've worked with clients who, you know, I and you'll say to them, okay, here's what you have been allowing. Here's your allowance for lighting. What you're looking at is going to put you over $20,000. I mean, that's not a small no. upgrade. And I've had them say, I don't care. This is what I want. Okay. So I will spend that extra. Now, so as a designer, I would assume the designer more so than the builder runs into people going over their their budget. It's I mean, well, do, you mean do we push them over the budget? No, no, no. I mean, like, <laughs> the final the final product, I mean, whether you are advising them or whether they run into something that they say, hey, you know what, I really just want this. It's okay if I spend extra. I'm not attacking you. <laughs> I'm just saying, in general, as a, as a designer, because I think with a builder, you probably run into more projects that I have to have this um, versus a designer, you, you come into, this is what we want. And if we have to go over to achieve what we want, we're, we're a little bit more able to do that versus a builder where there might be some constraints of well, some financial limit, limitability or there or something like that. And if, for me personally, as a designer, it's um, if I'm working with a client, it's really easy to go in and let's say we're pl- picking up uh, appliances or let's say bath fixtures. Mm-hmm. Um, some places have the prices retail. Um, sometimes you're picking out things you don't know exactly how much you've spent until you get the paperwork back and you're going ooh that's a little higher than what we 
had initially yeah allotted for. So then you call your the client and say, did you get the numbers? Yes, I got the numbers. They're a little high. Where can we cut this back? So then you meet with them again and kind of go through each area and say, okay, if we do this, maybe we can cut you know the guest bathrooms maybe we don't need that expensive faucet there let's let's put that in the master and let's do some more budgetary fixtures in areas that aren't going to get used heavily right so because a lot of times some of those numbers come back a little higher as a surprise we're not quite sure, sure exactly always what we're mm-hmm. Sometimes they'll want a theme throughout the entire house. They want all the faucets to match and that sort of thing. Well, but if you've got sometimes the prices are there and sometimes they're not, so you don't really know exactly. Gotcha. What everything's going to cost till you get the packet together and then you get it from brand company X. And but that's why you have professionals help guide you through that process. Right. There you go. All right. So uh, we're going to talk about the labor shortage. There's a labor shortage right now, and we're going to talk <laughs> about that next. Coming up on ninety-five-three MNC. There is. Worn and weathered with its roof sunk in. And hello, thank you for tuning in to Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. This is Measure Twice, where we help you envision your home's potential. Joel Graber from Graber Custom Remodeling. Chris Kramer from C. Kramer Interiors. I'm Casey Hendrickson. And we want to thank our sponsors. Miller's Building Supply, where service is priority since 1982, and online at millersbuildingsupply.com. And, of course, Hoosier Hardwood uh, Hoosier Hardwood Floors, Michiana's trusted and valued experts on hardwood floors. Visit HoosierHardwoodFloors.com. And, of course, if you have any questions, you can email us at questions at mtwiceshow.com or visit the website and click on the Contact Us page. Uh, so, labor shortage. You know, you know what? I had a question come to me about the designer thing. Oh, you just did? Now, so okay. Do you mind if I ask Chris real quick? All right. You know, people right. don't need jobs or anything. Yeah, okay. no. I mean, well, if we could find somebody, <laughs> then they'd have a job. All right. What's your question, Joel? Uh, okay. So people will ask me, you know, like if they if they meet with me and they they'll ask me, you know, how because I'll I'll see that they need a designer. Like we need somebody else in here that can help with the overall design because they have too many questions. And I don't have the. I, that's not my job, you know. I mean, yeah. I, I I'll give suggestions, and I'll and I'll maybe I'll see something that oh yeah, this makes sense. But a lot of times, you need somebody else to come in with these ideas and with that can help help with the overall plan. It's a very long way of saying that you have no style. Yeah, pro pretty much. <laughs> I, I, I'm married into style, <laughs> but anyways. Uh, you know, people will ask me, "Well, how does that work? How do they? How do you charge? How how does a designer charge? Not necessarily like how much, but just how does the pace scale or structure?" That's a work good question. For if they're coming to a designer, and depends on what they're doing. Okay, I mean, if somebody wants, well, to that's s- it, folks. Yeah, no. <laughs> if, if somebody comes to me and says, "I want a bathroom remodel," well, I don't sell bath products. We don't sell those type of kip, so it, it'd be an eighty-five dollar an hour charge for us to do the work for planning out, meeting with them to do a bathroom model. Okay, if they're doing, if they're purchasing through us, then we don't charge. Okay, our for our services. So if they're buying the furniture to furnish their home or that room, then we're not charging. 
Interesting. Okay. So if they just want your design expertise, but it's not something that you sell, then you have a, a fee. Right. But if they're actually purchasing the products through you because you supply them, then you don't have then we you don't waive, have a fee at all. You're just paying for the products. Right. We waive the fee. Okay. So what's well? I mean, uh, well, that makes me wonder then. What's like an average n- amount of time that you would spend on a project? Let's say a bathroom remodel. A bathroom remodel, depending upon it could that could take. Uh, let's see. Depends on how we do it, but I would say at least week, week and a half, if you were to do it every day. Right. But that's typically not how it works. I mean, you might spend two hours, one week, picking out tile. Right. Or maybe an hour and a half. And then you've got to find, go meet it with the cabinetry, and then you've got to pick out the appliances. So you figure about an hour, hour and a half for two hours for each one of those segments. Okay. Yeah. So it won't be eight hours a day for two weeks. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Because so, probably some people went, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. And we do charge for for doing a drawing. Okay. It's a $500 charge for us to draw. Yeah. It makes sense. And that's, and that's fairly and, standard, too. And that makes too. sense, too, yeah. because there's value in that. Right. And it's that way of machining. You know, it's like, yeah. okay, well, we need something, you know, drawn up or we need a CAD file done. There's a flat fee to have that done. And right. whether that's in-house or outsourced, you know, all depends. And so I would I would assume it would be the same in most other industries. And you've indicated that it is. Right. Joel, did that answer your questions? You got anything else out there? Or? Uh, you know, I mean, I, I that how I much think to that, do is naked room. Yeah. <laughs> well, but it, it, every design, there's different ways every designers show do we, it. We worked yeah. it in. There are different ways. To, if you're an, if there's an independent designer who is working out of an office, out of their home, they may charge an hourly fee and then only a percentage over cost for the furniture. Okay. Because they don't have the overhead. So, because we have a storefront retail, we can't work it that way because you got to pay your bills. Got to pay our bills. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So it's e- it's better for us if if people are buying our product than it is if we charge them a fee and right charge them makes sense the product. Yeah, so. makes perfect sense. So, how much of your business is the design side of it at like just str- straight design and how much is like furniture sale and uh, I would say 99% of it's design we might and 1% of it would be retail sales for somebody really? just walking in the door no, I'm surprised to hear that I actually. am too actually yeah interesting it's almost 100% design based wow and then you and then you upsell, upsell them with some furniture <laughs> just, <kidding. laughs> just messing. I'm just messing with you. Because <laughs> that's what oh, everybody man. always like. They're like, I, I get that all the time. Are you trying to upsell me? I'm like, I'm just telling you what I think. You ask me my opinion on right what you think, what I think it work in this space, and I'm just telling you, <laughs> I'm not trying to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can always plastic uh, everything. Right? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right, so there's a labor shortage. We hear. There is. Okay. That's going to take more than a half a segment to get onto that. Okay. So should we, should we save that then? Yeah, let's save All that. All right. So we teased it, and we're not yeah. going to talk about it. So and it's in every, thanks, every, thanks for hanging se- out. It's every segment of what you do and what I do. Yep. Everywhere. Everywhere. All right. So maybe we'll plan on that for next week. How about that? Labor shortage for next yeah, week? Sound I like good? that. I okay. Like that. So we'll, we'll do the labor shortage for next week. So is there anything that we kind of missed on... Um, some of the value versus cost, the how to be a designer and how it actually works. <laughs> I'm a value, and I'm not listed here. That's yeah. true. You're not. Yeah. You're not listed there. <laughs> we Actually, we are a value because our p- 
primary position is to make sure that we're avoiding costly mistakes. Right. When you have good people advising you, and I know that we all kind of poke fun at each other and that sort of thing, but when you have good people advising you, I mean, the headaches aren't there anymore. Um, You know, you can go about your day. You don't have to worry about keeping schedule, making those appointments and things like that. You have a professional who already knows what they're doing or he has the contacts and they're Mm -hmm. all handling that for you. Right. You know, and I I think people underestimate. I know we watch these DIY shows all the time. And then we watch like renovation nightmare type shows where these people are just having, you know, for us, it's half an hour. For some of these people, it's a year, it's a year and a half. We just see the little timestamp that goes on there, Uh, whereas the project could have been done a couple of months, three months maybe, and then they wouldn't have to worry about it anymore. Well, because we we manage the projects for them, so they're right. We're taking a lot of the stress off of their hand, out of their hands, and putting it in our hands. But (laughs) right, right, exactly. So it's something to consider, you know, because I know a lot of people like, oh, it'll be cheaper if I do it myself, but frequently it isn't. Um, frequently, well, it actually yeah. costs you a lot more because you don't know the ins and outs of, and of the trades. They're overwhelmed with the number of decisions. They're oh, overwhelmed man. by the number of products. And what's, for me as a designer, what's critical is that you have a flow from one room to the other. It, um, it doesn't look choppy, hapha- like you know, yeah. haphazard as you go through. It's really important to get that cohesiveness throughout the entire house. And the only way you can do that is to work with somebody that can help you. Absolutely. Well, and the thing is, is what people don't think about oftentimes is you're talking about the flow is also just, you know, when I'm, when you're doing something to a room or to several rooms, how is my furniture going to fit in this space now? Right. You know, they aren't, they aren't taking that in or the furniture that I'm planning on getting it. That's kind of an afterthought. And then (laughs) Chris is getting sidetracked here. We have some elephants above us. It's okay. Anyway, so. You know, I mean that—that's where that—that that is a, a value that a designer brings in is you know, the the attention to the details that oftentimes if it's your if it's one of your f- the few projects that you're as you as a homeowner is taking on you don't you don't catch those details. Do you have time to go over one thing? Yeah, we got about thirty seconds. Oh, 30 seconds. Yeah, but we're and we're done. We're working. <laughs> we're done now. 20 seconds. 20 seconds. Okay. Well, working just to give you an example, we had somebody come in. They gave us the ideas of what they wanted to do to the house. Mm -hmm. We went over to the house, and we didn't nix the ideas, but we told them what we thought was the best way to handle what they want. Okay. And then in one instance, they wanted an accent wall of grass cloth in their dining room. Well, after seeing the space, it was like, no, don't do that. It, you're adding too many elements to the space. Leave it alone. That's the that's the one we're going to next. Okay. Um, they wanted uh, ship lapping on their wall, and they wanted it up so high, and then to bring it down to a chair rail. The way they described that he wanted it after seeing the space, it was like, no, no, that would make that would be a mistake. It would not flow well. You've got too many cutouts. This is how I would I what I would recommend. Then they look at you. I never thought of that. Right. You're right. That would look better. Yeah. We see things on Pinterest, I think, that look really cool, and then we want them, and sometimes they just don't work in the space that we have to work them. But at least we have Pinterest to give them the idea. Bingo. Yeah. Exactly. 100%. All right. For Joel Graber from Graber Custom Remodeling and Chris Kramer from Seat Kramer Interiors, I'm Casey Hendrickson. Thank you so much for listening to Measure Twice here on Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening to Measure Twice. If you have questions for Chris, Joel, or Rob, email them to questions at mtwiceshow.com. And listen again next week 
on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.